podcast you're here with me emma and me gabby hello hello wow guys long time no talk yeah sorry we missed a week i was sad yeah (laughs) story of this podcast (laughs) the last few months at least it's like we've missed a few and it's always because i'm sad (laughs) 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 oh well you know for once i just wish that gabby would be like (laughs) that's so fucked up i wish my friend would be sad enough to not be able to do a podcast (laughs) so that it wouldn't always be me wow just kidding i'm glad that gabby's never that sad yeah we recorded a podcast on the day that i ended a three-year relationship (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's just my coping mechanism yeah and we also had a guest yeah, we would have had to cancel. It would have been a whole thing. Yeah. I was still in shock. I was not you were ready in to shock. process You weren't yet, even sad so. yet. Two days later, you couldn't have done it, I don't think. Mm, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, <laughs> well hello, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, you know, I was thinking about this today. I don't even know if you've talked about this girl on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, I think I talked about her a few times. Gemini. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, Gemini and I, unfortunately, did not work out. Um, We just had a lot of differences. Yeah. We still have all the same mutual friends, but we are not friends at this time. Yeah, well, you have to take the little period of separation. Yeah, and I think our biggest mistake was, like, the second we ended things, we were like, oh, let's just, like, integrate right away as friends. Gotta be friends. And... Yeah, what we discovered is that was just, like, triggering us a lot, and so we've just decided to not be friends. But, like, not to get into tea, but, like, I do have her blocked because I was, like, I think it's just for the best because every time we talked, it was just, like, problematic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm hoping one day we can be friends. But until then, we have two group chats that we're both in. And so sometimes someone (laughs) will say something in the group chat and I won't know what's going on. And I'll go to my laptop because on my laptop, you can see messages even if you block someone. That's so satisfying. So satisfying. Oh, my God. This is how I used to see messages from guys that I would like block right after I sent my final word and then I would go and check and they would have set a final word after, but I could see later. (laughs) Um, anyways, I'll have to go to the group chat on my laptop a lot and like see what she said (laughs) to catch up. It's so stupid. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's been kind of a little fun journey. Yeah. 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 Anything new and noteworthy with you? I don't know. I was trying to think about that and like, no, not really. You went apple picking the other day. Oh, I did go apple picking. That was really cute. Her and her boyfriend wore matching outfits. We did. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. I like wearing matching outfits with whoever I'm dating. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, like, what I think is so cute, though, that you told me, mm-hmm. I think like today or maybe yesterday, was that she was wearing an outfit they had to stop at his house on the way. And so Gabby was waiting in the car and he ran into his house mm-hmm. and he changed because he was wearing the clothes from the other day and he changed into a matching outfit without even telling her. He was like, yeah. I thought we should match. Like <laughs> that's how you know that they're really good for each other. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. Like the other day they were going out for a dinner for yeah. his birthday. Yeah. 
and he like brought four outfits to her house then she had <laughs> outfits laid out on her bed and they were like matching outfits for like an hour you guys were just like looking at your clothes it was so intense and I would just hear like no not with those sh- with those shoes yeah like <laughs> you guys were so that's intense exactly true that's totally what happened he told me he was like okay I'll bring some outfit options because I told him I was like um you know it's always weird with birthdays like I don't want to it's not like I'm trying to make things a surprise, but I also just like to be like, let me plan everything. And like, you're just along for the ride, you know, unless you have a special request. Yeah. So he didn't know like exactly where we were going, what we were doing, but he knew that we were like going out to dinner, going to grab some drinks, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, like bring a few outfits. Like, or I just told him, here's the theme of the night. And then he, he said, okay, I'll bring a few options. Yeah. So then I laid out a few options because you know my biggest thing? I just, I like to be matching energy levels. Yeah. I don't like when you're so different. Yeah. Where you're like, this dude's wearing jeans and freaking vans and this girl's wearing heels and has eyelashes on. Like, yeah, what the you heck? You need some sort of balance. I agree yeah. with that. So I laid out like four different outfits. I'm like, I'd be happy wearing any of these. They were just different they're levels They're all appropriate. Of yeah, they're just different, different energies. So then he came with his fits and I made him do a fashion show for me. <laughs> and I told him when he came in, I was like, okay, so these are my four outfits, but this is the one I want to wear. Yeah. So... First, we're going to try to match this energy. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, then we can default to one of these other ones. Yeah. But this is the goal. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, we, we made it work. He didn't have anything that quite matched the same energy, which was as a little, you know, I hope he's not offended if he's listening to this. I don't think he listens anymore. It's not exciting. You yeah. know, when we were first dating, he used to listen a lot because he wanted the tea. Yeah. And now, whatever, he's like jaded. He doesn't think I'm cool I don't know. Anymore. This episode's about sex, so. Yeah, spicy. Well, it's all about him. It's nothing he doesn't know about. Yeah. So <laughs> um, he's like, oh, I lived a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, full disclosure, because my mom's probably listening right now. And I don't think that the uh, title is like super um, explanatory. True. This is about sex. And I don't think that you want to listen. Yes, I would like to say the same for anyone who doesn't want to hear about my sex life graphically. Yeah, she do be graphic. She do be graphic. Yeah. Okay. Next. But so, anyways. Anyway, what was I saying? You were oh, kind of disappointed. Oh, in I was him gonna offend through. him. Yeah, because uh, he's a great dresser. He is like a really that's good one dresser. of the things I liked about him from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but he did not really rise to the occasion with his birthday, and I was like, Andrew, this is supposed to be a birthday fit. Like, yeah. What is this? And he was like, Sorry, I was in a rush. Like, whatever. Like, but, no. And I was like, Okay, fine, fine. Um. So, but he obviously he did look cute. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna say he didn't. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like a little black turtleneck. Was, I love turtlenecks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I changed my accessories. Like, I, yeah. I didn't quite go all out. You didn't with, go all like, out the accessories. Yeah. But uh, we made it work. Anyway, what was I even talking about this? Oh, because he matched my outfit to yeah. go apple picking. That was, was really so unnecessary, cute. but it was really cute. Yeah, so. I was wearing like a black turtleneck and a like houndstooth uh, overcoat. Yeah, and that was then cute. Um, he was uh, wearing the same thing, basically ish, kind of. And he he like got in the car and he's like, "Look, I matched you." And then he's like. Yeah, I even have a little, like, turtleneck mock neck on, whatever. He was like, because he's in retail, so he's like, turtleneck, oh, mock neck. (laughs) He's like, I I mislabeled this. 
He's Whatever. So cute. He's very smart and well informed what about clothing. Love him. What a what a little, what a nice little guy. <laughs> so cute. Yes. Cutie. Big fan. Um anyways, we took lots of couple pics, but I didn't post any of them because that's my life now is I have so many pictures and I don't post anything on Instagram. Yeah, so. I can't wait for you to post them. Post them for this episode. Okay. Okay, she'll tomorrow? post them. Yeah, she'll post yeah. them tomorrow. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today, Emma? So today we were trying to think of what to talk about. And I was like, first of all, I think we should do a sex episode because we haven't done one in a few weeks. They always do the best and they're always really fun. And then, okay, this is my mind. This is how my brain came up with this. Okay. I started being like, okay, I guess here we are. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I started by thinking, oh, well, it's so hard to come up with sex episode ideas when we're having sex with people of different genders, you know? I was like, oh, it's like our experiences are so different. Like, what are we going to talk about that's relatable? And then I was like, ah, Z-top and bottom complex. Mm-hmm. Because people in, well, that and the fact that people in the gay community gatekeep terminology so intensely. And, like, I feel like, aren't we over gatekeeping words like you can identify a stuff you cannot identify a stuff the reason for this is that I've identified as a lesbian but I have said that I was in love with men in the past mm-hmm. and like hundreds of lesbians fucking came at me and they were like if you've ever been in love with a man you're not a lesbian don't call yourself that you're destroying the word lesbian you're like destroying the LGBTU community like you're gonna yeah. fucking end the world so people are really mean so I just deleted all those comments but I think that's stupid and I think that we're over it and that applies to this top and bottom thing because the gay community has a lot of words to describe different roles, whether it be like power roles, um, different dynamics in the bedroom. They have a lot of terminology and the straight community doesn't, but I think that they should. Yeah. And so Emma pitched this idea to me and honestly, it resonated with me. Yeah. I was surprised you were like, yours. (laughs) Yeah, I know because it made a lot of sense when you introduced it so I, we're, we're, we're gonna talk about this more later on but I think just to preface as to why it made sense to me is because I think that personally there's a few different power dynamics in all relationships but the ones that get commonly confused in straight relationships are like the power dynamic of the day-to-day relationship the same way you would have in a friendship and mm-hmm. any kind of environment then the sexual dynamic of like who's more like top or bottom yeah which I think is different than who's more dominant or submissive yeah which is more towards the kink area yeah you know what I mean yeah so that's why I was like oh that's true because in my mind those are different things yeah in my mind they are too and then when we were like doing some light research for this episode and I literally looked up I'm like can you be a top or bottom if you're straight and all the articles were like no like that's so annoying don't use those words just say sub or dom but then you look up submissive and dominant right after that and submissive and dominant are specific to BDSM or more kinky shit and I'm like so straight people can't be more assertive in bed like if you're a woman it's implied you're less assertive and you don't have the vocabulary to become more assertive yeah And so it just feels like bullshit. Let's, and we have one gay person and one straight person on this podcast, so no one can call us out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like, I like that. 
Yeah. Okay, also, guys, I'm just really distracted right now because Cooper has decided that the animal toy box this is new bed and he's just being so cute in it right now he like earlier today pulled out all of the toys individually one by one and then just laid in it but he's now gone back and he literally looks like a he looks like a little cinnamon bun a rolled beautiful up beautiful golden cinnamon bun yeah he looks like a pumpkin spice cinnamon he bun. does look like a pumpkin spice <laughs> cinnamon bun yeah Speaking of which, I had a pumpkin spice scone today, and it was really <laughs> it good. It really good. So, you know, I know that, like, pumpkin spice is hated on whatever. Yeah. It's basic. But it's fucking delicious. <laughs> it tastes good. so good. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's fun. Next. Uh, okay. So, before we dive in to take it back now, y'all, we wanted to quickly go over some keywords that you should know about for this podcast episode for context. Yeah. And if you're confused, that's okay. I'll start by just the ones that you really need to know. And then I'll go into a few other fun ones. So the ones we're talking about the most are top and bottom. So basically top is doing the actions to the other person most of the time. And bottom is receiving actions from the other person most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then switch is someone who's like pretty flexible they'll do both and you can kind Mm -hmm. of be like leaning more towards a top or leaning more towards a bottom but overall those are like the main dynamics that happen Mm -hmm. and then and so to recap what gabby and i touched on earlier submissive and dominant we have deemed to be different than top and bottom because that's more like bdsm stuff that's not just like every day yeah And then three other keywords that I thought were worth including is power bottom, which is someone who's receiving things most of the time, but they're still like in charge. They're like telling the person what to do. They're like in control of the situation. And then stone top is someone who never receives and pillow princess is someone who never gives. And that really confused me at the start. And there's like a couple different like, lesbian couples on tiktok who are have this dynamic and i was like what what does yeah. that mean but then i learned that it's usually like trauma associated oh okay so honestly okay i know this is bad i probably just need to get more woke but this like the person who never receives i can understand that more because i'm like oh maybe like something really bad happened to you mm-hmm. and you're like don't fucking touch me mm-hmm. but the person that never gives i'm like what happened there? Yeah, I don't you know, know. That's a little more of a complex one, but maybe I'll just fucking Google it later. Yeah, learn more about it. But anyways, those are the key terms. Those are the key terms. And um, is there anything else you want to? Well, no, I guess not. I think, to be honest, I was a little bit confused in the very beginning, like when you were kind of telling me about these terms and I the concept yeah. of like top and bottom. Yeah. Um, and like the giving and receiving yeah. aspects of it. So I don't know. Cause I'm like, I'm wondering, did we explain it clearly enough yeah. or are we just thinking that we did because now we're both familiar with the concept, with the concepts. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, maybe we can go over just like the top few, but how they could apply to a straight relationship. Okay. I think that would be helpful. Um, do you have any examples that come to mind or should we freestyle it? No, maybe freestyle it. Okay. So a top, 
a person who for the most part gives and doesn't receive as much. Mm-hmm. I would say like <laughs> now it's like tricky. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Let me go over the ones that I feel confident with in the straight mm-hmm. world. Okay. So power bottom. I feel like that should be something that's more commonly used with straight people for sure. True. Because that is something that I feel like more girls could probably identify with. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a, you're not necessarily a top, like maybe a top is like a little too assertive for a straight yeah. relationship, but power bottom kind of makes more sense because I guess you are kind of always getting fucked for the most part. Yeah. You're doing kinky shit. Um, and then I think that, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I was trying to think about this because, um, and without like getting too far into the episode already, I guess. Yeah. But the way that I think about it is maybe a power bottom is someone who leans more towards the like submissive side. Like they're like, oh, my, my kink is like more submissive but they want more they want to like be involved be involved and be like outspoken about how that kink is yeah used utilized I guess does that make sense okay would that be appropriate or not I feel like that would be I feel like a good um yeah okay and I feel like I guess we we have to Like, I keep forgetting that this applies to, like, the men in the straight relationship, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel like the top is the one who's, like, the most hands-on. Like, I picture it, like, I'm going to get graphic. Yeah. I'm, like, more call-her-daddy style when, like, you enjoy the most, like, being in control of the situation. Like, you want to be on top or, like, you're controlling the pace of things Mm -hmm. a lot. Whereas a bottom, it's like you purposely want to be like more submissive, but not in like an intense way. Like not in like a, yeah, tell yeah. me what to do right now and I'll do it way. But just like a, you let them take the reins. Yeah. And then I feel like switch is probably where a lot of women fall. Yeah. Where you just kind of are going back and forth depending on your mood. Yeah. And then, yeah, power bottom is someone who maybe wants the other person to make the decisions but like okay literally how like queens were in like the olden times where it's like Mm. oh like the king has all the power but you're like telling the king you're like manipulating them to do what you want you know what I mean yeah or you're like ah yes we're gonna do that position now and then you're like no this is what we're doing (laughs) yeah um anyways it's not perfect it's not a perfect system that we've come up with here but I think more of like a like a theoretical conversation of like how do you maybe improve straight dynamics? Yeah. By incorporating more vocabulary. Yeah. Into what can your... the gays donate? And you don't have to donate at all, but we can maybe let them borrow some. <laughs> let them borrow some terms. Okay, so hopefully that gives you guys a bit of context to what these dynamics are like. And if anything, I think it'll still be a fun episode to listen to. Yeah, I think it's still interesting. I just wanted to make sure we were being like clear with yeah the distinctions of like why is this different in our opinion all right guys yeah hopefully we did that for you all righty take it back now (laughs) y'all 
So take it back now. He's a little bit different today. Mm -hmm. And we're taking it back to kind of before we really like settled into our like lanes when it comes to sex, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you could be having sex for a long time before you kind of like establish who you are as a sexual person. Yeah. So and it's definitely like a combination of a partner that makes you feel really comfortable and just like experience Mm -hmm. and just feeling comfortable in your own skin. I feel like those are all different. Yeah. Yeah. Factors. Exactly. Um, What were, what was your pre figuring yourself out sex style? You know, um, I was reflecting on this and for some reason, like I was, I was very timid about, ever having sex for the first time just I was like really scared there was a lot of weight to that yeah like I um I never like you know gave a guy a hand job or like went down on anyone Mm -hmm. or anything like that before having sex because I don't know I was just like really freaked out about it yeah and was it more about the doing it or about like the the, like you didn't want people to talk shit about you or like combination. No, you know, I would, I think it was honestly like the doing, yeah. the, the act of it and not knowing doing something what, new and not wanting to be bad and like, yeah, I don't know. Just like not knowing like how to do it and yeah. not, um, you know what I also didn't like the, so this is what's interesting. Um, I think I was more like, top when I was younger yeah because I just I didn't like that so often I felt like that was the expectation like oh we're hooking up now you should be touching my penis yeah and I was like no like (laughs) yeah you were really bold in high school like no (laughs) and then my boyfriend would be like can I go down on you I'd be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were a fucking top I don't know why I was like this (laughs) yeah you were really bold and then and and then eventually like once I did have sex when I decided that I wanted to have sex yeah and then I was like okay well I'm already touching your penis to have sex with it I guess I can do these other things too and whatever things evolved from there Mm -hmm. um and then I feel like all of my like timid or like boundaries like I didn't have very many like broke the seal and then you were just comfortable yeah then I was comfortable and I had a like a fairly decent like dynamic with my first boyfriend who I lost my virginity to and had all like my first sexual experiences with yeah um like I I think that we definitely had chemistry and we're on the same page about a lot of things when it came to like um like just like trying new things which at the time you know there's a whole freaking world of things to try because you've never had sex before yeah so really how that manifested with us is just like you know like trying different positions besides like missionary and doggy like we're like oh let's try this or whatever options (laughs) yeah so and I think honestly it just seemed crazy to even talk about sex and talk about like oh are you enjoying this or whatever and so trying to fucking send subliminal messages every time by the amount you make noise you're like I will be silent so yeah (laughs) yeah so I think at the time it felt like my relationship was like not vanilla I was like oh we're so like cool and like progressive sexually yeah but now that I look back on it I'm like 
oh my god like we were so you're just really hitting the basics yeah (laughs) but I think it was definitely a good like first experience it made me very confident sexually because he was very open and that made me be open in return yeah he was good at communication and he wasn't like shy and weird about it yeah so I was like oh like this is why does everyone have issues with sex like Like, this this is great this is great yeah um and then they felt kind of safe for like later on, like the in-depth version. But yeah. in my second relationship, that was like, I'm really only talking about relationships here because in my opinion, this is where you kind of like learn yeah. more about these dynamics because yeah. it goes on for longer. Yeah. Um, I really lost sight of like my like sexuality. It was very confusing in yeah. the moment. And now that I have some distance from it, I understand it more. But essentially, we were not on the same page with our like power and sexual dynamics. Yeah. And I knew that in the, in the moment, but I didn't realize how big the ripple effect would be in like all other aspects. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I don't really want to go like far into that right now because I think that it'll be more interesting later on. Yeah. But definitely that I like went from this confident teenager who was like, yeah, I fuck like whatever. And then going into someone who was not confident sexually and like really diminished my confidence. And that's like a very harsh transition to make in a short period of time. Yeah. To suddenly have that like confidence stripped away. You're like, Ooh, yeah. To what? be like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> but I'm good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I was and I didn't realize the significance of sexual dynamics and that those could vary so drastically. Yeah. yeah. And what I think is so interesting about that is I feel like that's what people in like heterosexual relationships don't talk about enough is that those dynamics are really important to the rest of the relationship. And that's why I like would never become an like enter a serious relationship with someone who I hadn't had sex with a bunch of times. Like, yeah, no, I feel pretty strongly about that, especially having been through everything you did. Yeah. Now I'm like on my third relationship where I would say this is like the most positive dynamic I've ever had. Yeah. And just seeing like the differences that it has way beyond the bedroom. Yeah. Like it stretches so far because like anyone who tells you sex doesn't matter in a relationship just that is not true yeah and I'm not saying that you can't work on it I'm not like sex is not what broke me and my ex up but but in hindsight I'm like maybe it should have because you know it's true like there's only so much compromise you can make in a relationship in general but especially in the bedroom like there's only so much you can do for the other person yeah yeah so I I don't know I think sex is very important guys so yeah And I do feel like, I hope we touch on it later, but yeah, I do feel like that is another big thing that's different about the gay community. Like the girls that I've slept with within the first time we've slept together, like, or the first couple times we've slept together, there's been like active conversation before sex, after sex, during sex about preferences. Like I know all their kinks. I know all the things they like and don't like. They're like giving me tutorials on me, showing me what they like on them. Yeah. Like, and so there's just like, it's a lot more comfortable. And because of that, if you're sexually incompatible, like me and the first girl I was with, we were, Mm -hmm. then it's like more like communicated. And so we were probably more like you and your second boyfriend yeah where it just wasn't working and that could be a reason to not see you yeah 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 true interesting um okay well before I was comfortable with sex I was reflecting about this and I think 
I thought I was comfortable with sex, but in reality, I think I just got good at a few things. Mm. And I think I just had like a, like I had like five or six things that I was like, I feel very confident in these. I know I can make you finish doing this. I know I can do this. I know I can do this well. Like this, I'm going to feel like I look good in this. I'm going to like kind of enjoy. Mm. Um, But for me, it was definitely like a game. And upon reflection, I was like, honestly, I think like from the first time I had sex, like learning about new things, like with my first boyfriend, he had more experience and he'd be like, okay, like, do you want to go on top now? And I'd be like, ah, scary, but I would do it. Uh But it was never, it never even occurred to me to think of if I liked it or not. Like that even never even crossed my mind. Oh yeah. And I don't think I ever thought that at all until probably the last couple months is the first time I've ever had to think about, do I enjoy doing this or not? Oh yeah. And so for me, I guess I can't even tell. Like, I feel like I'm still not super comfy during sex. Uh Um, but yeah, I would say my Irish boyfriend that I had a couple years ago was the first person I like let go with and wasn't like super timid with because he just like hyped me up so much and like everything I did, he was like, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Like, Mm. and I feel like I'd never had a guy like that I could be that comfortable with. Yeah. And, um, okay. This is kind of graphic, but he's the only person I think I even considered, letting like make me come like I don't think I'd ever before with someone who wasn't just me really yeah like guys wouldn't really ever go down on me if they would I would just like fake it really fast that they would come back Mm. and I think I was just so used to faking it whenever things were like starting to be painful or like you know like chafing yeah I was just tired like I was so used to faking it instead of communicating how I really felt that I didn't even give the guys a chance Yeah, well, and also, like, so much of, like, the female orgasm is just, like, not being stressed. Yeah. You know? It's, like, pretty much impossible if If there's an element of, like, anxiety and stress. Yeah, then you're just done. So, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, literally, I think I was just so in my head about it Mm -hmm. that that was, like, the closest I had to, like, a positive, I think, sex experience besides my experience with girls oh okay but yeah so that was my pre-comfy was everything until like a couple months ago and still kind of now Mm. (laughs) (laughs) ah yes still kind of now (laughs) all righty well segment two then we've titled this segment power dynamics sexual dynamics versus kinks oh I missed the verses yeah power dynamics versus sexual dynamics versus kinks Yeah, what was the inspiration for this one? The inspiration for this segment was that, personally, I think that these three things are different things. Mm -hmm. And I would say that because that's what I feel like applies to my own life. Yeah. So I think that maybe sometimes they can align and be in the same category. Like, you might be a bottom in all three categories. Yeah. But, like, they could also all three be different you know? Yeah. So just to confirm we're on the same page. Yeah. Power dynamics, that's not sex, but in the relationship. Yeah. Sexual dynamics is like the top bottom, that situation. Yeah. And then kinks is the more like the spicy sex compatibility. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, 
what are your thoughts and feelings? <laughs> well, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. <laughs> okay, tell me them. So, my main thing, this is kind of in response to your, what you wrote, so I might have you, like, Oh yeah. Uh, take some time to elaborate as well. Yeah. Um, but I am, you know, a top in a power dynamic relationship sense. Yeah. So like just that being that I'm like an assertive person, I'm going to tell you what I want, how I want it done. Yeah. Whatever. This sounds like sex, but it's not. I just but mean. But in like the day to day. Yeah. In you day-to-day. are. Yeah. The more assertive person. Yeah. You like and, wear uh, the pants, so to speak. Yeah. Usually. And oh my God, for some reason, my boyfriend and I were talking about wearing pants the other day, like that term, like yeah. where's the pants in the relationship. And I think we were gossiping about some of our couple friends. <laughs> and we were like, who wears those pants? <laughs> I actually think you guys are very equal. In well, this you know what he said? He was like, I like our dynamic. Neither of us wear pants. <laughs> pants He's like, loose. let's just keep not wearing pants. Just fucking vulnerability. And I was like, okay. But honestly, I, like, yeah, I'm happy with that because I think the fact is that I trust him with a lot of things, so I don't feel yeah. the need to be overly dominant. Yeah. But definitely, like, I would not consider myself a like a submissive yeah. person in a relationship. Yeah. I'm like gonna speak my mind. Yeah. So yeah, we are pretty equal, but generally speaking, yeah. But this definitely inverts when it comes to, like, bedroom business. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I do not know what to say here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, romantically, you take the lead. And so then in bed, you often switch. Yeah. And you know what it is? Like, I've said this for a long time, is that I'm like, I am too freaking tired from, like, taking the lead in all other aspects of my life. Yeah. I'm like, I do not want to be in charge of this. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I can't fucking think about it. So yeah, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. And I think that is sometimes confusing for guys and sometimes not. I guess yeah. it depends how compatible you guys are. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, that's like my main idea. Yeah. Okay. And that's interesting because... Yeah, that is what I wrote that I feel like I also often am the opposite of whatever I am in that relationship, whatever Mm. the power dynamic is. And I think that when I felt actually, which what's interesting after listening to you say that is Mm. I feel like in that relationship with the Irish guy where I felt that was the most secure I've ever felt in the relationship. And I knew that he loved me more than I loved him. And I just felt very comfortable with him. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I let him like take the reins a lot more during sex. Oh, okay. I let him kind of do whatever. I would say if anything, I was like a power bottom. Like I was like, I'm only going to take the lead for the most part. Yeah. Um, but otherwise like I'm very like top energy. And I think with guys and with girls, I'm like, I must be in control of this right now. And I think especially when I got more comfortable with sex and I knew that I was good at a few things, I was like, we're doing this now and we're doing this now. Like I'm very like in charge of things. Mm. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because I think often like I kind of wrote that I feel like I have a lack of control in a lot of my relationships and I'm very like, I'm aware that I'm like a, um, anxious, like attachment style Yeah, where I often feel like I date people who are 
who like me less than I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, whenever I get into the bedroom, I'm like, this is my time. Like this person's never vulnerable around me. Like they're always, so why so, would like, that harsh. be, you said that could be a good or bad thing, but why would that be a bad thing? I think that I would just be curious to see. I think the fact that, um, with that guy that I felt super comfortable with and super like accepted and loved mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't feel the need to be so controlling in bed makes me think that maybe that's not actually something like, I don't know how much is I want to be a top mm. and how much is like trauma. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I think also a big part is like I said earlier, I was like, I don't think I've ever until I started sleeping with girls thought about what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. Like I just liked feeling loved during sex. And I think that's the only reason why I had sex was just to feel like that person cares about me. And so when I start having sex with girls, like, because you're not having, like for the most part, it's like one person's enjoying themselves and the other person's like doing it. Yeah. That when they're doing shit to you, you're just like there. Yeah. And I was like, wait, like, I, I don't know what to do. And a girl called me out. She was like, are you faking it right now? It was like, I think I am, but I can't even tell because I've been faking it for so many years. Oh. It's all a blur. I was like, I think that I'm not, I was like, I don't even know what I enjoy anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would be curious to see, and I just, yeah, I don't like being like vulnerable, I think. True. I'm like, you fuck me over emotionally every day. I'm not going to let you fuck me over emotionally in bed too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Um, so it is interesting, but I think overall, Either way, I still like to have my top energy. And I felt like, okay, what I wanted to say about the gay versus straight dynamic is that I think I was always like this, but I just felt more comfortable and accepted behaving like it with girls. Oh, okay. You know, like with a guy, you can't like throw them around without them being like emasculated a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas with girls, you're like, ha ha ha, this is my job. But also, like, is that just the assumption, you know? Like, is that part of why maybe this vocabulary needs to be incorporated more? Yeah, I agree with that because, yeah, it just, it feels like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. So you don't do it, but you actually don't know. Like, um, I think I wrote this later on. But, yeah, I think now if I went back and I, like, did hook up with a guy again... I wouldn't go back to that same power dynamic. Like I would want Mm, something different, something different. I'm like, now I would want to talk about it and I would want to do some weird shit just like how I do with girls. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I agree. Um, oh, and then you also added the kinks one. Oh yeah. I didn't really make any notes for it. I didn't know where you were going with it specifically. Well, okay. So I feel like maybe, how can I best articulate this? I don't know. Like, I don't know why for, in some reason, my mind, these things are like separate, right? Because I think sometimes people assume, maybe, I don't know how this applies to like the, um, like gay community, yeah. But I do think that, you know, as someone in a straight relationship or not even necessarily a relationship, but dynamic, like you could yeah. just be with someone that you haven't, you know, you don't have like a deep relationship with. Yeah. But 
the traditional roles like you were talking about are like, you know, the woman, unless, I mean, this, I don't want this to be like putting women in boxes, but I think as women who have had sex with men, many a man, like, this is the role that you're most commonly it put in. It feels like the industry standard. Like, it, yeah. If you're having a one night stand and you're playing it safe, the guy's taking the lead. Yeah. You have to be pretty confident. Yeah. In your sexuality and in what you want yeah. to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I also can't exactly relate because I do <laughs> fall into this category of yeah. like, you know, it works with me. Yeah. So it, I don't often feel like uh, out of place, I guess. Yeah. But what I was trying to get to with that is I think a lot of men, if a woman is taking on a more of a bottom role, they also assume that she wants to be hurt. That you know? is so true. And those are not the same thing. Those are very For some people, things. they are both. Like, yeah. they fall into this role of like, yes, please choke me. Please pull my hair. Please hit me. Please do whatever. Yeah. But that is not necessarily true. Like, you can be a bottom but not want to be hurt. Right? That's so true. The amount but so of many times, guys, like, like you're like having sex with them for the first time, hooking up with them for the first time. And they're choking you. Yeah. You know? So. Literally the amount of times I had, not that I had a ton of one night stands or like two night stands, but the amount of times that I came out of my room afterwards and went into Gabby's room and I'm like, that dude just fucking tried to murder me. Like. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because yeah, it's not like fully not consensual, but you're also like, I did not sign up for this. Yeah. But why is that the assumption that that's industry standard? Just because maybe you're okay with not being the dominant one, like you don't want to be pinning this guy down and like pegging him. Yeah. But also does, why is the inverse of that just the it's most extreme? That, yeah. It's kind of goes on both ends where why is, um, a man being dominant considered being a top and mm-hmm. a woman being a bottom considered being submissive. Like, and that's why I think it's so problematic that, they say straight people can only use the terms dominant and submissive because you are putting them into those boxes. That's true. Yeah. Right. Like that's why those should be different things. Like you can be like a switch that's submissive. Like, (laughs) yeah. 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 So that's kind of, I'm glad we fleshed that out because I knew what I was thinking but you didn't know. But how I to, didn't know like how to articulate that of like those are different things. Yeah. You know? It's so true. Um, and oh, a final note about kinks mm. is I also think it's frustrating on the other hand, like how I feel like a woman being assertive with a man in the bedroom is considered a kink. Like that mm. should just it goes the other way too. Like, those things shouldn't be considered kinks. That should just be, like, a woman can be, like, a more top. Yeah. Without doing kinky shit, you know? Yeah. Because I think the second, yeah, you put it into that dominant submissive box, you're opening Pandora's box, and there's so many other things that come into that without the floodgate. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, our third segment is about um 
what we're learning. And I think a big thing we've learned is that vocabulary is like, it's always better to have a wider vocabulary that you feel like you can use. Mm -hmm. And the more like common practice it is, the better. Like, and I think that that's what I've taken away from going from dating men to women is like the second the vocabulary is there, there's just so much more room for expressing how you feel and what you like and what you don't like. And yeah, just normalizing that is so healthy. (laughs) Yeah. And okay. Now this is kind of where I thought I would talk more about my experience that we were like drastically incompatible. Yeah. And the reason why is because I didn't know how to, okay, let me rethink how I'm going. I feel like this whole episode is like, let me think about how I can say this where it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, literally. So my preference, like, that I learned about myself in my first relationship is that, yeah, okay, I'm okay. And I'm speaking in terms of, like, like this is the proper term of, like, a man being more dominant. Yeah. Like, that is my preference. Yeah. But I also want to have, like, a stream of open conversation and I still want to tell you what I like and don't like and have a degree of control. Yeah. And so power bottom shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started off this other relationship being very open and direct about my preferences and yeah. what I wanted. And I think that for him, he didn't understand how to interpret the fact that me being open like that didn't mean that I actually wanted all of the control. You know, like yeah. me being like uh open openly telling him you don't want control yeah and in a non-sexual setting i think that's something that's really important about sex is to talk about it in a non-sexual context yeah so like whether you're just sitting sitting in your room but you're not like having sex yeah and you like maybe have clothes on and you're just like you feel safe and it's not like a this is yeah. happening right now kind of thing. A really good icebreaker for me for talking about sex more for the first time with a girl was mm-hmm. that game. What is that game that you Oh, sent truth me? or drink? Yeah. The, yeah. That like truth or drink game. And we played it like a little bit with, we like played like a couple's game. Mm-hmm. But then we just went through and we got drunk later together and like ate pizza and played the whole game where we just, an- we both answered all of them. Yeah, yeah. But that was a really good icebreaker, I think. So like making it into something more casual can also work. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, talk about things all the yeah. time. Yeah, so I think that for him, I mean, granted, he was a bit more inexperienced. And so I think he had, there was a degree of insecurity there yeah. as well. But for the most part, I got kind of put into this role of like, oh, well, you're the one that is like. So confident. The sexual, like dominant one or, or like top. Yeah. So that's like your role then. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I'm very unhappy because I don't want to, I don't want this. Like, yeah. this is not what I like to do. I am not. And like, it's hard to switch out of that when you're in it. Yeah. It's and I'm like. to start how you want. Exactly. And um, what I realized is that. And then over time as he became more confident and like understood his sexuality more too. It became apparent that. I don't think it was just because of how it started. But it was also his preference. Like yeah. he was not naturally someone who was going to be a top or be dominant. Yeah. And so. 
it was always just both of us being like, I want you to be more like this. And the other person being like, well, I can try, but I don't want to. Yeah. You know, and it's. And that's um, funny because that's like a common problem in like the gay community that there's memes about. And there should be more memes about straight people where it's like yeah. two bottoms and they're just like sitting on like a bed and they're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Like, yeah, no. Because neither person is going to be like throwing the other person against the wall. Like, it's true. Like I remember literally having to tell him one time, I'm like, look, if you try to like make a move on me or like hit on not hit on me because you're my boyfriend whatever you know when like someone's trying to like someone's trying to get some stuff going yeah and I'm like if I shut you down that doesn't mean that I don't want that to happen I'm like that's part of like my personality that's just you like to be able to say no when you don't want to have sex no 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 no. that's not what I mean I mean like what you're saying about like bottoms being like what do you want to do I don't know what do you want to do I don't know it's like it's not attractive to me to be like this is what I want to do right now and I'm like it's like a it's like a game but not in like an unhealthy way just in like the way that sex is usually some kind of weird game yeah and but like he was just like that wasn't that did not come naturally to him like he would never push past that because he didn't think that was fun like he didn't think it was fun to be a top yeah and so it was just always yeah each other being like I think he wishes that I was like super super dominant and being like this is what you're gonna do to me and like whatever and I was like that will never happen (laughs) like nope yeah and so but what I didn't realize was how like I said earlier how much that would affect just like all areas of our relationship because then I just got so stressed about sex I was like you know there's like a few times few months of like being like mildly unsatisfied like oh it's good like in the end but the build-up to it's kind of stressful and awkward and not exactly what I would like it to be. And that should be like the best part. Right it should be. Yeah. (laughs) And then um and then it got to the point where I was just stressed all the time that whenever there was like any inkling of like someone wants to have sex or I would be like the like and I would just get so much anxiety that it would be like no like I'm not I don't want to yeah we're not doing anything yeah and then when you're not fucking you just like pick apart other aspects of that person right yeah you're like well you're failing me in this one crucial area of our relationship yeah like what are all the other ways you're failing me (laughs) you know because yeah it's not like a relationship anymore it's like a friendship with a lot of baggage and weight to it like yeah literally so yeah it's pretty hard I'm not saying it can't be done I, I don't even know how specific this is just to me yeah or other people but like I can't push myself into a role that doesn't feel natural because yeah. it just feels like icky you know what I had never really experienced that until the first girl I was sleeping with Mm -hmm. Um, and I think before it's because I was just so used to playing a part that I wasn't really a part of it true yeah like it was already so far removed I was so detached like emotionally mentally physically like I wasn't there yeah and so then yeah with the first girl I was sleeping with she was like I'm a top I'm borderline like a stone top. Like, I don't really want you to do anything to me. Like, I just want to do things to you. And then that was like hard for me. I think one, because this was my time where I wanted to explore things and do more. Mm -hmm. And also it made me like address how uncomfortable I was being in a bottom position, how that's not really what I wanted. And I think I was like, I think I want to be a top. Like, I think that usually in sex, that's where I fall. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I do feel like I wouldn't have been able to make that work. I wouldn't have been able to put myself in that box either. So I do understand that where I was like, Oh, like, yeah, no, like I'm going to keep pushing you to let me top more or this is not going to work. Yeah. And I think it made her uncomfortable. She was like, no, that's not what I want either. Well, exactly. Now she's being pushed into something that's making her feel icky. And I think because we had the vocabulary and we had the words for it, we could like check in. And I don't think we were the best at communication, but there was more communication than with any man I had dated. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily guys, hope is not lost. Yeah. I'm currently happen to be in a healthy relationship. Yay. And yay, round of applause. Um, And I think that was a combination of both of us have had a lot of experience that had clarified like what you like, what you want, you know, there was nothing up for debate. Like I think in the beginning it's, you might not know exactly what you like. So it's good to try different like roles and things like that. I don't just mean like experimenting like sex. Like obviously you should do that for your whole life till the day yeah. you freaking die. Yeah, but like crazy shit. I mean in terms of roles where you're like, I really don't know. Like doesn't feel not one of them doesn't feel natural, so I need to try both until yeah. I kind of see what happens, you know? Yeah. And having multiple partners and seeing those different dynamics. Yeah. And so you've so, already gone through that. Both yeah. Of you. That was not really up for debate for me or for him. Yeah. I was pretty clear this is what I want. And he was also very clear this is what he wanted. Yeah. And that also happened to match up perfectly so it was really more of like a oh you like that good I like that too perfect like yeah that's that's great but then also there was this really good um communication and like lack of judgment yeah because it's that lack of judgment judgment like, is the most toxic thing for a sexual relationship yeah and it's you know it's because the other person feels insecure yeah but it's so painful that's what my first relationship with a girl was like where it just felt like um like I was like down to try any crazy shit. And I was like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And she's like, oh, I tried that once. And I like didn't like it. It was so weird. And yeah. so then instantly it makes me associate that thing with being weird. Yeah. I remember like, okay, this is like very tame, very like surface level guys. So yeah. I'll say it. I remember I told my second boyfriend, I was like, yeah, like if you want to spank me, like that's, you know, that's cool with me. Yeah. And he was, he literally looked at me and was like, no, like that's not okay like I can't hit you like that's not you're like yes you can I told you you and can. I was like fuck me up what like it's okay and he's like I remember he like said it so quietly he was like doesn't that just feel like like rapey and I was like no anything but vanilla sex is assault. and I was like <laughs> dude like no, I'm telling you <laughs> that that's it. like what you're not asking him to like fucking cut you open. Like, yeah. yeah. And I remember just being like, so like ashamed. I was like, suddenly something that you thought was normal wait, feels what? bad. And that wasn't even though that was not a one-off experience. That was like yeah. a few times where I was like, Oh, I've done this before. I've tried this or we should try this. And it was just like, what like that's fucked and I was like it's not even fucked stuff like especially compared to what I've done now I'm like this guy would probably pass out (laughs) 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 yeah so judgment no bueno judgment is no bueno yeah yeah the more comfortable what I learned is that I 
love having sex with people who are just really confident in their own skin and yeah, aren't embarrassed themselves and then therefore don't have judgment. Um, and so I've tried to like, I'm still working on it, but I'm trying to be that partner for someone else too. Like, even if Mm -hmm. something makes you uncomfortable or even if you're insecure about like a part of your body, just like, I can pretend you're not fake it till you make it. And eventually that insecurity will probably go away. Yeah. Yeah. But like the second you start acting weird about it, like this might be too much information about a person that's not me, but whatever. I don't care. Whatever. The first girl I was seeing was just like very self-conscious about multiple parts of her body. And so she was like, you can't touch this, 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 or this. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, where am I going to put my fucking hands? Like, what am I going to do? Like, mm. but then it sets up this dynamic of like, discomfort already yeah yeah so I purposely try to like not be like that at all mm. even if something I'm like oh, don't look at me I'm like okay fucking look at me you know yeah yeah well here's the other thing that I feel like I've learned about sex and like when it comes to being nervous to do things or like self-conscious about things or whatever like a think about how you look at that person Like, are you looking at that person being like, oh my God, like that X, Y, or Z is disgusting. Like, you know, yeah, probably not. Never. If you're having sex with them. Literally never. Even unattractive people. I'm like, you're fucking hot. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're probably not looking at you that way. Okay. Like, just let's just be clear. They're trying to fuck you. Like, they're not looking at that weird wrinkle that you have on your arm where they're like, whatever. So that's one thing. Yeah. Second thing is that if you are fantasizing about this in your own free time and thinking about it, but you're nervous or you're like ashamed to admit it. Like, I don't think that that is a correlation directly of like, you don't want to do that. Maybe sometimes like, yeah, uh, this is not like a rule, Yeah, but like maybe just like try it and be like, yeah, "Yeah, it's probably going to be weird or a little bit uncomfortable for the first like time or so. But if it's something that's like presenting itself in your own mind on your own time, that's probably a pretty good indicator that that's something that you want to do. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's so true. And that's something that I'm only recently kind of coming to terms with. I think because I separated me enjoying myself and sex so deeply, like they're just not Mm -hmm. interconnected at all. And I'm just starting to try to meld them together. Um, and then the last girl I was seeing, like, would just, we had such an open dialogue around sex and we were so comfortable, like, and she would say some, like, really freaky shit and be like, yo, like, and I think it was stuff that she hadn't tried either, like, and I think we just happened to have a really good sex dynamic where we were really comfortable and she was even telling me stuff that she hadn't told other people she wanted to do before. Yeah. Like, some, like, shit that you only see in porn. And I was like, wait, I'm actually down for that or I'm down for that or I'm not down for that. Yeah. And you're so right in the way that it's like you should be comfortable talking to your partner about things that you feel like weird about because you only ever do by yourself. Yeah. Or think about by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And like I can say from experience, like I've just said, if that person is going to make you feel bad about that, yeah, that is not a healthy sexual dynamic. Yeah, they can not want to do it yeah. and still support you and you can still yeah. have a good sex life, but it's the second they make you feel like you're weird for wanting to do that that yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, and it could also be something that like, I've also had people say things that they want to do to me and be like, look, at this 
immediate moment, I am not ready for that. Yeah. But it does interest me. And that's a goal that we can work towards in the future yeah. oh my or God, something literally. like that. Right. Like you can also consider like, oh, that is like that door is open, but it's not like open for business. It's you not know? wide open, but it's also not like an abandoned warehouse. It's yeah. Like somewhere in between. And so you can kind of like, okay, this might be too graphic, but I feel oh, like yeah. that's a conversation I've had with both of my serious boyfriends with anal they're always like can we do anal and I'm like not right now maybe in like three years but like not right now (laughs) I'm like let me think about it let me research that shit yeah um but I fucking love that Kourtney Kardashian as a quick side note Uh uh-huh do you know her anal story no oh my god I live for this Scott Disick was trying to get her to do anal for like years he would always be like please like can we just do it I just want to do it so bad and so one day on the fucking Kardashians, she bought a dildo the size of his dick, the exact size. She got uh-huh. like a replica, fucking put a strap on on uh-huh. and started running after him in the house. And she was like, if you let me fuck you first, then I'll do it. And she was dead serious. And I was like, wow, this is the most pos- like they're the most sex positive family, though. Like, that's so funny. But that yeah. was so good. I was like, oh, my God, what an interesting approach. <laughs> He like oh, if you experience yeah. it first. Well, you know, <laughs> that's one way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts? Um. Okay. Yeah, my closing thoughts are overall. I think what we've learned is that communication is key. And I think the best thing to do with a new partner is just, I think starting the way that you started all of your relationships with partners where you're very open right off the bat and you're Mm -hmm. obviously not over communicating to the point where it's like, if you don't do X, Y, Z, we're not going to work. Yeah. But communicating what you like, what you don't like in a healthy way Um, And, like, during sex, like, not faking it, that's a big thing I'm working on. Just, like, purposely, like, actively being, like, I'm not going to fake it ever so that this is genuine all the time. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, just having the open conversation. And that's kind of, like, a test at the start. If at the start they don't seem flexible with talking about it, if anything, if they're not willing to talk about it, that should be, like, a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, and also something else that I would say as like a fun tip. Yeah. Is um like don't I guess try to not be apprehensive about giving people tips about how to read your reactions to things and how you yeah. communicate during sex, like while sex is happening. That's so really smart. I would say talk about this before or after whenever you you know, you find the time. Yeah. But because I think for me, being someone like I've already disclosed that is like more submissive and bottom, mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't like jive with me to be super expressive when it comes to like saying things. Like some people yeah. only like read things by you being like, yes, I like that. Oh my or, God. I don't say things yes. either. I'm no. not good at saying things. And no. people always ask me to. So, I'm like, hey, th- that is nice. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I'm like, <laughs> You know, you should know these are like, this is kind of how, like, I guess like my body language and like other sounds like this is a good allude to what, because, you know, like, I don't want you to think that either a, I'm not enjoying it or I'm really enjoying it. And you're not interpreting like how I, how I intend you to interpret it. Yeah. And you have to, you have to tell people because 
everyone's different, right? And especially as you get older, people have had sex with so many people and everyone is different. So they don't really know what to expect from you. Yeah. So just freaking tell them. And it's not going to like, it's not going to make it like less spicy or less sexy. If anything, it's going to be better because you're going to be on the same page. Literally, I felt like more communication was going to make things less spicy. Yeah. But I think I've realized both from communicating in non-sexual environments, like walking to a coffee shop, holding hands and talking about freaky shit. Yeah. Can be very informative and that's a good opportunity. And also talking about sex right before and right after sex mm-hmm. also doesn't take away at all from the sex like yeah no like it just makes you feel so comfortable and like safe and you're yeah like, oh wait I feel happy yeah <laughs> yeah shocking no it's true it's true and if anything it's a little bit spicy if you're talking about it in a context where you literally can't have sex it's like you said you're like walking around or you're yeah. like doing something and then later on someone's like oh so <laughs> we gonna mm, do that remember what we talked about <laughs> Oh my and, God. uh, yeah. So communication. Okay. One last tip that I have for the straights, the straight couples <laughs> that is something that I feel like should be more normalized is just really giving hands-on tutorials for your partner as to what you enjoy. Because oh, yeah. this is something that's fairly normalized in like lesbian community. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure where you're like, you have sex a few times and then you're like, all right, look, like this is how like my clit is fucking weird or this is what I like. Mm -hmm. I don't like this. I like this. And I feel like girls don't usually give guys like that much information. And so Mm. they're really just winging it. And it's so much more efficient than them reading your verbal and physical cues for like months. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of like along the same lines of like, just make it easier for your partner. Just make it easy. To understand. It's <laughs> and getting think, to know each other doesn't have to be this long, painful experience. You yeah. can just tell them. <laughs> I think also, here's a couple other th- things I have to say about straight sex. Yeah. One thing is that, going off of what you said, just ask your partner what they like. That's I true. I think that is also not normalized. Like it's, not, it's not normalized to like tell people oh this is the way I want you to like do use your tongue you know but it's also not exactly normalized to like okay sorry to be graphic but like girls you should ask guys like do you want me to play with your balls that's true that's the shit I feel embarrassed to talk about with guys but I was always like I don't know, like, call her daddy says they do, kind of. But and not so like, everyone. But I've and never everyone's fucking even different. looked at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and that's not, that's not exclusive to that. That that was just, like, a body part where no, I'm, like, No, but that, it's true. That's a question mark area. You don't always know. Yeah. You and kind of so, assume guys just, like, Yeah, that's standard. the thing. I'm, like, not to be, like, oh, boo-hoo, like, boys. But also, like, how many times do we ask them? I'm thinking about myself here. How many times have I asked a guy, like, how he likes his dick to be sucked? I've never asked a guy. It's never occurred to me. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> like, they, literally never. Like, <laughs> whoops. It's a win-win, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, just ask your partners specific details about their bodies. Yeah. You know, laugh a little bit. Maybe have a drink or two. Or smoke yeah. some weed or something. Yeah. And Just um, make it, like, an evening. Or just, like, many goof evenings. around. Yeah. Yeah, just stick around more. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, guys. Well, that That's kind of straight away from the top bottom thing, but I'm glad. I think it's more just about Yeah. being well, open during sex. <laughs> yeah. 
and being honest with yourself. You being know? honest with yourself is the biggest lesson, actually, because I was not honest with myself for so long. Mm-hmm. And you went through a phase where you were like trying to lie to yourself. Yeah, like, I was this like, is fine. I I'm like happy. This. I'm I'm very happy. I'm I was not happy. Myself. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> like I am in fact not. Yeah. So I don't know. We all deserve to be having good sex out there. So do your part. You <laughs> Um. Yeah. Be safe. Use protection. Um. Mm-hmm. Get tested for both COVID and tested tested you know oh can i um say one more sex thing yeah so guys this goes out to everyone with a vagina um (laughs) i started using this thing called a nixit which is a menstrual disc or a period disc yeah which is that shit is crazy along the same lines of like a period cup as in it's made of silicone and it's reusable yeah and essentially it's very hard to describe without a diagram or anything but it's a silicone disc that is very thin. Like it literally feels kind of like skin if you're yeah. touching it. And it basically sits. It goes like higher. Yeah. So if you have used a period cup that sits very low down in your vaginal canal and this goes all the way up and it sits directly underneath your cervix. So just yeah. Google this. Okay. You can use it with an IUD. Like, yes, there's no suction yeah. like a cup. So or uh, Ooh, not oh like God. a cup. I don't know why that just makes me. Like, yes. Yeah, so, well, okay. If you haven't fear. used a period cup, it is not scary. It does not feel like there's suction inside of you. No. That's just how it seals like after it's inside. Yeah. Anyway, so there's rumors. It's like not confirmed, but apparently sometimes uh, period cups can pull out your IUD and I have an IUD. So that's people how. People say so much shit can pull out your IUD. And I feel like I've never actually met anyone with an IUD who's had that shit pulled out. People are like, yeah, it fell out during sex or like, yeah, I, I think probably you have some other issues going like, on. Like yeah. either you were not checking your strings or it was not inserted properly. Like there was something strings? wrong. Yeah, I have. I can't feel mine. Well, maybe they're short. I think mine are really short. Yeah. Like, well, it also depends. I've tried like, to do like a medical check and yeah. also no one I've ever hooked up with hasn't felt them. I've never had anyone remark on feeling them. Yeah. But um, definitely like just some anatomy <laughs> lessons, like your people's services are at different levels. And yeah. so some people have a, a very like high set cervix. Mm-hmm. And so to be honest, like, I don't know, your fingers might not be like so long Able enough to reach, to reach that. Yeah. Versus some people have a lower cervix, so it's easier. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is that this period disc <laughs> is reusable. It's good for the environment, guys. Yeah. Um, and it's cute. It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty color. It's like a nice like pink, you know, fuchsia kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um also, guys, if you have a, a heavy period or you just don't like using pads and tampons and the stress of leaking, then awesome option. And you can have sex with it in your body without getting that's crazy blood that's so all efficient. over whoever it is that you're having sex yeah. with, or if you're having sex with yourself or whatever. Yeah. What I was saying to Emma, like you know, we've already whatever it's the end of the episode, so it's graphic. Whatever. Yeah. I was saying it might not be ideal for fingering scenarios because yeah. I think that you would feel that yeah for sure because your fingers but you can are do some good at identifying work. yeah like things yeah but personally my boyfriend said that he couldn't feel uh, it like a peanut might not notice yeah. but a finger might Peanuts don't know what's up <laughs> they're like i'm hitting something they're like oh it's doing it for I me love it. <laughs> and then also what i was gonna say is that 
it's great for like if someone someone's like going down on you because yeah. you know that's powerful there's just no blood that's great that's fun crazy not spawns but could be spawns could be spawns if you are period company <laughs> not no i mean period disc whatever so many contraptions but try one yeah don't be afraid of your own body guys like um, get what comfy. time are we at do i have time to tell one more thing uh, we're at an hour and 10 minutes so okay you know what i'm gonna throw this in at the okay. end <laughs> guys one last tip i have that <laughs> is a part of my sexual awakening and a part of just gay culture i think and like lesbian culture specifically mm-hmm. is just having sex toys on hand and both using them with yourself and with others And I think that that was something that I thought was so weird. And what's interesting is I feel like all of my friends had them before. Like, I feel like all of you guys are fucking driving. Yeah. But that was always something that was weird to me. But using that shit in sex with a girl is nice because it's like sometimes your hand is tired. Sometimes you're cramping. Sometimes your your face is, I don't know, sore. But girls use that stuff a lot in sex. And I feel like that should be more common practice in straight couples. Because I've never had a guy do that. For me, it was already incorporated into my practice from an early age. Oh my God. And oh my gosh, she on X Games (laughs) mode. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is. In practice, we talk about it like it's yoga. (laughs) It fucking is yoga. It is yoga. (laughs) You know how many times I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking sore as shit. Like, anyway, whatever. Um, I didn't realize that this is like a you know, less common thing. And I felt like a lot of my friends, maybe not a lot, but the ones who talked about sex with me had kind of similar approaches. But then with my current boyfriend, sorry for exposing him, but it's the end. Who's listening? (laughs) Um, He was like, no, like no one I've ever slept with has like, that just hasn't come up. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. Okay. In my experience, I ha- I don't think I've ever slept with someone who has used them or I haven't like slept with someone multiple times. Like it's never mm. come up. They've never like talked about it. And maybe like if I initiated it, they would be down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think that's wild. Yeah. Well, wow. guys, use sex toys. Go to a sex store with your partner. Yeah. That's fun. That sounds like a fun activity. I just went to Urban Outfitters.ca, guys. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you've never been in a sex store and you are apprehensive, just know there's literally no more of a comfortable place on earth to talk about sex. Because yeah. everyone is in there for the same fucking reasons. That's true. You know, it's not like you're going to go in and they're like, oh, Ooh, like you're you getting this. And everyone who fucking works there... Like everyone else in there is probably doing kinkier shit than you. So it's like, it's true. everyone who works there is like hella informed about everything. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. They know some shit. Yeah. Well, this was a fun little episode. Yeah. Cooper has now come over to the couch to inform us that it is over and he would like to now have pets. Mm-hmm. So. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to go. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Go out there and have some orgasms tonight. Yeah. Sorry we missed a week, but I think this made up for it. Yeah, I think it was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.